Hey everybody, welcome to the All Fired Up podcast. It's uh, my honor and privilege to be sitting here today with Rob Ellsbury, who has now been with Senior Life for about 10 years. And we actually have uh, a different background, as you can tell. We're coming at you live from uh, Arcadia, Florida, uh, where Rob is hosting us today and getting a chance to check out his property. So, uh, Rob, thanks for having us down. All right, man, appreciate you guys coming. Yeah, you know, I thought that uh, it would be really interesting to kind of hear a little bit about your background and we were talking at lunch and you made the comment that uh, you never had any intentions of, of being in insurance. So can you maybe walk us through uh, your your career up until uh, joining Senior Life? Sure, I can I can do that. So, you know, when we were talking at lunch, one of the guys asked me how I got to be in the business. And, you know, I tell him I kind of failed my way into insurance. I never had any intentions of doing this, was never on my radar at all. You know, my I started a business at a very young age, 20 years old, got married, and moved to Murphy, North Carolina, opened a business, was doing great. You know, about a year and a half later, was broke. And got into the building business after that business. I was just young, didn't save my money and budget and plan right, and wound up going into the building business after that. Did that for several years. The economy was going great with construction. And all of a sudden, 2008, things slowed down. 2009, things stopped. And at that point, I was, you know, doing pretty well financially. So I thought I had the general contractor business going, owned a couple restaurants, properties, and all of that came to a screeching halt overnight when the economy crashed. And you know, I had to change direction and change direction quick. I wasn't one that was. Uh, fast to really figure out what I was going to do. Messed my back up, got drop foot in my feet, knew I wasn't going to be able to continue working in the way I had been working. And these insurance ads keep popping up, looking on Craigslist, looking for a change in direction. And I, you know, probably looked at that for six months before I really had some guy talk me into getting my insurance license and I wasn't one that jumped out and got that done. Probably took me six months to get through exam FX and get my license and was three months after I was licensed running leads before I even wrote my first policy. All right, so, so say that again. You got your license, and how long was it until you wrote your first policy? It was over 90 days. Running, Getting leads every week, running from here. Most of the places where I went from, was where I lived at the time was off about 30 minutes north of here, and most of the leads were in Fort Myers. I wrote my first policy in Lehigh Acres, but um, I mean, it's a two and a half hour drive, one way. Well, so there's so many people that after a couple of weeks would have thrown in the towel. What was it that you think uh, kept you going? I guess, you know, and this is why I tell people it's so important to go to meetings and I, it's hard to say. There's a lot of different things. For one, I was I was in a spot where I had to do something different. I was below broke to where they were coming and repoing stuff. That I you know, had a business, I had plenty of money, you know, and had things. And but when all that stops, it stops. And I was forced to change direction, but I really didn't want to. You know, I liked what I was doing, and. I think getting my license and going to the meetings is why I tell people it's so important to go to meetings 
going to these meetings and I was using money I didn't have, overdrawing the bank account, buying leads and going to meetings, traveling to meetings and seeing the people that were so bought into this, seeing people that were making two and $300,000 a year, seeing people that were making a million dollars a year and looking at them and thinking, what's so special about him? I'll tell you, I was at a meeting in uh, Orlando with NAA and my upline, who I had never met, I walked into this room with about 100 people in there, and there's a guy in the back completely dressed in black, black boots, black everything, you know, and he's sitting in the back in a regular chair, not rocking. He's rocking, but in a normal chair. But um, that was my upline. That was the guy at the top of the food chain making $500,000 a year. And when I seen that cat, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I just got to figure this out. And I, I just seen it. You know, I seen what they were doing. I seen people that were able to do it. And I figured if they can do it, absolutely I can. But I was so used to being in charge, doing things my way. And I had a guy tell me that I had to watch my tone when I was struggling with this. I was talking to him, met a guy at a meeting that was very successful. He was one of my upline, told him I'm really struggling with things. And he would listen actually on a conference call and interrupted one time. Nobody knew he was on there. And he told me that my tone was all messed up. Like I was barking at people. I was used to running a restaurant, playing Chef Ramsay, you know, running a construction crew. And I just had to change me. And I thought the system was the problem, but really I was the problem. And just had to change, just tweak a few things. Nothing major. Just had to sweeten up a little bit. And this is me being sweet. All right, and so, so you, you kind of see what the insurance industry can bring to you, and then uh, tell me about your journey to senior life. How did, that, uh, how did that unfold? So, you know, I started with a big IMO, all bragging about, you know, they got like 25 different carriers, and they're able to cover everybody for everything. And the idea sounds great. Makes complete, perfect sense in my mind, except I couldn't do it. Everything I kept writing once I did get run wrote, was small whole life policies. The, the leads I was getting were all for people that were 60 and 70, and, but they wanted large policies. So I was having to sell them multiple $25,000 max policies, and it was mortgage protection, not mortgage payoff, was how they told me to word it. And I just kept getting these leads and I'm like, you know, I need to find a place that just does final expense and not focus on all this other stuff. Cause that's all, all I was doing. So that got me to the company with Lincoln. I was there for about a year. The biggest problem that I had with them was you're so far down the food chain. There's no room for advancement. Couldn't get bumped up for nothing. And all these territorial stuff. Where I lived at, I couldn't work leads an hour and a half north. I couldn't build and grow. It was very too restrictive. So one week we were on vacation in South Carolina, and I was scrolling through Craigslist and come across this ad for a final expense company, and it sounded just like Lincoln was. So I called it, got to speak with Ron Powell, and the rest is history. There you go. And that's been, what, nine years ago? Nine years next month. Next month, yep. 
So, and then so, you know, it's a pretty interesting story on, on senior life side as well with uh, you and Ron's first meeting because we were actually heading to an incentive trip, you know, and to tell the, the type of type of individual Ron is, you know, you, you sit back and here's Ron and his family leaving uh, to drive down to, you know, maybe Fort Lauderdale or somewhere like that to go off on a cruise, you know, six hour ride. And uh, Ron on a Saturday tells his family that you guys have got to stop in Orlando because he wanted to meet you and Stephanie and talk about our opportunities. So, you know, from from senior life's perspective, I think that's a real unique piece because I don't think there's many, many owners or executives that would have said on a Saturday uh, driving to a cruise ship, let me plan a recruiting meeting halfway there. Um, but tell me about the first time that you met Ron Absolutely. and what that was like. And he, he actually told me he did that intentionally to test me to see if I would drive two hours to come meet him on a Saturday. So, but, you know, we spent, we spent probably two hours having lunch in a little steakhouse there in Orlando the first time we met. And, uh, you know, af after he told me once they got back off the vacation, come up to Thomasville and take a tour and check everything out. And, you know, once we met, we set a date to do that and hit the ground running. There was. And then, so you came on board, you're writing for your personal production. If I remember correctly, you were writing about $5,000 a week. Correct. That was your number. And then you had that, that mental flip where as soon as you hit that 5K, you switched and started building immediately. You know, another thing that really intrigued me with this is I guess just the idea of the building a business. I've, I've been a business owner since I was 20 years old. And the idea of being able to build a large scale business within a business, have all the support you have. Because I, I, you know, I had a restaurant where I, I spent six months building and spent a half a million dollars to get open doing this i gotta spend a couple hundred bucks a couple hundred bucks in gas and overnight to go meet with the company and come back and get going so my whole concept was write what i need to write to take care of my own bills take care of me and then start building a business as big and fast as i can and that was my my goal i didn't ever want to get back to being broke as i was i wanted to get out of that as fast as possible and you know, my mindset's always been if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be the best I can be at it. And so it wasn't but, what, your third month with us or fourth month with us? Third month. So I started in the middle of July and October 2013 issued $108,000. So that was obviously the, the fastest that anybody had ever, you know, gone from zero to 100000 You know, obviously people... People come and go, and they, they'll uh, bring people with them. But you started with just yourself. Actually, it was me and one of the guys, me and Tom. Yeah, Tom, that's right. And Tom stuck around for a little while and then left. And then so you built it essentially from scratch in, in three to four months. Absolutely. And then what is the, the best month that you guys have, uh, have done so far with seniors? Our best month was almost $1.4 million. Time to get it to uh, two million. That's the plan. Pushing it. So, so tell me as you kind of you know fast forward nine years. You know you're obviously having a ton of success. We're out here. Tell us about this property and and you know what it means to you uh, and, and what's special about it. You know what's unique is everybody's got their dreams and goals. Everybody wants you know the fancy cars and big fancy houses and all that. And that, that's great. You know, but it's just not not me. It's not what I have never wanted. You know, but I have always would have loved to have a big piece of property. And 
over the past couple of years, I started seeing that maybe it's going to be a possibility, you know? And when I first seen this ranch for sale, it's 16, a little over 1600 acres. And I thought, boy, that would really be nice one day, you know, but was, you know, far out of my reach. But then the guy broke the property up in pieces and, you know, my pay through was starting to come in and building up and it was getting big enough to where it made me feel comfortable about it. And I talked with the guy, took about a year negotiating with the guy. But finally we put the deal together and, you know, two years ago now we've bought 600 acres right here in the area where I grew up at. And um, it's just, you know, it's very, very cool, unique, unique piece of property and a real neat location where it's at. Um, as you kind of shift gears to financial legacy group, you know, you talked about this in Atlanta uh, a couple weeks ago, but tell me why you named your, your group financial legacy and what you guys are all about. You know, with this whole business, the, the way we do this to, for me, it's not just about helping the client. It's about helping the agents and, you know, financial legacy is the way I came up with that is that we're, we're building a financial legacy, not just for my family, but for hundreds of other families and thousands of, of clients, you know, so we're able to help the client leave a financial legacy for their family where they're able to leave them instead of being broke, you know, and leave them with a burden. And then, but more so than that, it's, I get more out of this than anything than to see agents come on board crying broke, don't have money for a tire, don't have money to get a lead, don't have money for gas to go to work. And then with just within a few months, their bank account's full of money. They're telling me they can pay all their bills for the first time in years and all the way to buying nice cars and million dollar homes and seeing other people have their dreams come true that couple of years ago were in horrible situations. What do you think the big differentiating factor is for the ones that really, really plug in and start having success versus ones that kind of fizzle out? What would you say to people that are, you know, not 100% engaged, but on the fence on stuff? Look, this is the simplest and easiest. Yeah, I said easy. Everybody says it's not easy. It's simple. And at first it is. It's not easy being told no all the time. Okay. Because you walk around with your feelings on your sleeve. Get over yourself. Who cares if they said no, go to the next one and move on. And the biggest problems with this is people won't do it. It's the easiest, simplest thing I have ever done. I've got a scar at my back to show you what real work's like. This is not real work. This, are you kidding? We sit around and talk for a job. This isn't work. You gotta be mentally right, you know, but to do this, it's, it's just simple. And people that will plug in and do the job do the work consistently day in and day out and don't quit. Those are the people that make it. Uh, tell us maybe a couple of success stories on, on uh, your team and, you know, financial legacy groups and people that you're really proud of. He had, he had introduced me to Lewis on the phone at one time and I called and talked with him and, you know, me and Lewis, he was not wanting to jump on board full time. He was kind of here part time and wanting to stay where he was at and, I talked him into buying him lunch, and he tells everybody, you know, it all started over a turkey burger. And me and him met at Ruby Tuesdays, and, you know, he was in a, just coming out of the recession stuff when it hit, too, from the mortgage business. He wasn't in a great spot. And now he lives in a neighborhood that he said when, you know, when he was a little kid, it would have just been a dream 
to be able to live in such a neighborhood. Like he's got one of the nicest houses in a very upscale neighborhood in Columbia. You know, I mean, and, and has done a, a fantastic job building his business. You know, Sharaka's a young lady he hired is another one. You know, just bought a almost a million dollar home in a real high end neighborhood in Atlanta. You know, and that, I mean, it just just goes on and on with people that have come from nothing or being you know bad situations with jobs or what have you to building theirself up to where they're at today. So as you kind of you know look ahead to the future. Uh, what do you see is in store for you guys, uh, you know, near future and then long term? So, I mean, obviously our, our near future is to just keep building our numbers up to $2 million and then on to $5 million a month is, is the, the goal where we'd like to get to. And it just takes finding more of the right people that are willing to do what's necessary to get the job done and make it happen. All right. And then uh, what's your timeline on buying the other thousand acres 18 months within 18 months i'll have the rest of it and building the building a house too correct probably doing that quicker she's kind of pushing me and uh paying cash for it all that's the plan awesome don't want to go to the bank for nothing so last question if you don't want to say it that's okay but you know uh, you are having a lot of success what's the the best month that you've ever had income wise with uh senior life the best month Probably about 150000 for the month deposited into my account. On the norm, yeah, it's about, it's about 100 every month. So, yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad. You know, not bad for talking. Yeah, not bad for just talking for a job. All right, Rob, thanks so much. We appreciate you and all that you do and all the Financial Legacy Group, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right, thank you.